We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Thanks for being with me. Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN, uh, 9 o'clock on a nice Thursday morning. Should be a pretty nice day throughout Buffalo and Western New York. So uh, thanks once again for joining me. Happy Veterans Day to everybody out there who served. Um, hopefully uh, you're getting that thank you in some way, shape, or form later on today. I know there's a few services going on uh, thanking veterans throughout the area, including at the uh, Buffalo Naval Park. We talked about that a little bit earlier on. Always a great event happening just about an hour from right now. Great day to go out and uh, check that out if you are in the mood to do so. Well, uh, aside from that, happy Veterans Day and thanks for being with us. Uh, I, I'm looking through, I, I you know, going through the news again. I'm, there's so many different stories to get to. So what do you say? Let's get at it. Go through the headlines. Uh, what are we paying attention to today here on Bemez and Beamer? I, I love this story. It's something we talked about earlier. And I, I'd like to know, if you want to weigh in on any of these stories, 803-0930 on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. You can also give us a call throughout the show. Uh, this is up in Canada, in Quebec. I, I'm not a big theater guy. I It's not... For me, I saw Book of Mormon at Shays a while ago, I'm like years ago now, and I feel like I missed a bunch of the jokes because they're singing and, you know, I'm trying to pay attention. Sometimes I can't hear what everybody's saying 100% of the time. I don't know. I feel like I missed out on some of it. But, you know, I enjoyed myself. It was fine. But I'm just I'm not a big theater guy. So I don't know how often this happens in the theater. I would assume it happens somewhat frequently. It's not going to happen anymore in Quebec, at least if uh, the judge has anything to say about it. Smoking on stage is not artistic expression, according to a court up in Quebec, Canada. A judge rejecting the argument from three different theaters in Quebec City that allowing actors to smoke on stage during performances is a form of artistic expression protected by their Charter of Rights and Freedoms. You get that? So a judge says you can't smoke on stage, period. And that's not just smoking cigarettes for authenticity, but that includes fake ones. Like what happened here in, I mean, these were sage cigarettes. You know, it's meant to look real, but you're still kind of smoking it. No, their law 
Their indoor smoking law, like we have here in New York, in Quebec, it doesn't just include actual cigarettes and tobacco, but anything that, you know, is lit up is kind of under that. So even if it's a fake cigarette, it includes, uh, it's included under their law. The judge said there's alternatives available to theaters that could allow them to simulate the act of smoking without breaking public health rules that prohibit inhaling smoke from a product in a public place. So they got complaints of people smoking on stage, which, one, I can't imagine if you are going to a show, you're in the theater. In Quebec, I thought Quebec had like a French history. Maybe I'm wrong on this. And when I think of French people, I just think of all of them smoking all the time. So I'm surprised to Quebec, of all places, this is being brought up. But anyways, so somebody complained to the government about somebody, one of the actors smoking in character on the stage, which is, you know, kind of crazy to me in the first place that somebody would complain about that. But anyways, now this actually makes it crazier. Uh, the character who was smoking in one of these complaints that was charged $500 for breaking the law was <laughs> he was smoking the sage, so a fake cigarette, while having an argument with a woman who was wearing a giant um, phallic suit. That's right. Uh, somebody described the play as a very good play about the male condition. It was a woman wearing a costume you might find at an adult Halloween store. And the smoking is what they complained about. That's what was found offensive of this entire thing. Not the suit. It was the fake cigarette on this. But the judge says you can't do this anymore. They say, you know, uh, there's uh, devices that, you know, the tip will light up. It kind of looks a little real or something like that without actually doing it. Theaters are looking to push back. I don't I think it kind of... I can't imagine ever being offended by this, but I think it adds a little bit to this. I originally, when I saw this headline, I thought it was for concerts because I've noticed that a few times. You go to a concert, indoor concert, a place, you know, no one's allowed to smoke. There may or may not be some smoking going on inside, but that's beside the point. No one's allowed to smoke. And then all of a sudden, you know, you look to the left of the stage and... (laughs) There's, you know, the guitar player who's got a cigarette lit hanging out of his mouth. And listen, I'm not going to sit here and say smoking's cool. It's not. It's bad for you. But in that moment, I mean, it's kind of cool. <laughs> it does add to the performance a little bit. So I can see these theater, uh, you know, people making the argument, hey, this is adding to it. It's the authenticity of this. The judge said that, well, you know, you don't use a real gun and say that it's authentic when a shooting happens during the play. I'd say, you know, to that you have a point. I just find it funny that this is being litigated. I wonder what happens to those uh, bands. If anyone complains, you see a rock and roll band and somebody lights up on the stage. Is anybody complaining about I bet you if somebody's complaining about this up in Quebec, somebody else has complained here in New York State about that exact same thing happening. So that's what's happening over in Quebec. Uh, Moving on, you know, staying in Canada, they've got all the cool news. Justin Bieber and Tim Hortons joining forces for Tim Biebs. Timbits. They're calling the Timbits Tim Biebs. 
Um, so it's going to be like a special box. You see this here at like McDonald's. They have famous rappers and artists have like their McDonald's meal. And then they sell out and it goes crazy and people rip the posters off the wall and sell them on eBay for like $200. It's crazy. Now the same thing's happening with Justin Bieber over in Canada. Select Tim Hortons up in Canada. Special flavors of Timbits endorsed by Justin Bieber. I found this interesting not because of uh, the Timbits, but because of the quote that was inside of uh, Justin Bieber, his statement <laughs> that was given up to this. Doing a Tim Hortons collab has always been a dream of mine. That's what Justin Bieber said. Collab. When did that enter the lexicon? Collab? That's You can't say, I've always wanted to work with Tim Hortons. No, the cool way of saying it is doing a collab with Tim Hortons has always been cool. Not collaboration. you got to shorten it to collab. Doing a Tim Hortons collab has always been a dream of mine. You know, two cool guys getting together, sharing ideas. We're just collabing right here. Tim Hortons x Justin Bieber. Got to be hip. Got to be cool. I want somebody listening later on tonight. You prove you're cool to your kids when they come home from school. Just be like, hey, I thought we could collab on dinner tonight. Have a little collab, you know. I'll make the salad. You make the chicken, you know. We'll collab. You do your own thing. I'll do mine, and it'll be like a, you know, parent-kid collab dinner. Really cool. See what they say. (laughs) I think your reaction would be pretty cool. Um, The other is statement continued. I grew up on Tim Hortons. It's always been something close to my heart. I've always wanted to work together. It's a funny statement coming from Justin Bieber because basically what he's saying is like, I've always wanted to work at Tim Hortons, but instead when I turned 16, I became a huge pop star making millions of dollars. So it was a little unrealistic to work part-time at the drive-thru to be able to do that at Tim Hortons. But uh, Justin Bieber, you can go to Canada and come. If you really want your uh, Justin Timbeebs, you can uh, get a COVID test and cross the border and go to one of the Canadian locations where it's available. Uh, But our top story today and something I want to talk about with you is all about the infrastructure bill. Uh, We're starting to see the effects. The agreement has been reached, hasn't been signed yet, but we are expected to see some of the impact in the very near future once this goes through. The $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that was finalized by Congress last week. And we may see uh, the local impact of that infrastructure bill Sooner rather than later. Now, when we want to talk about the infrastructure bill, listen, the idea of spending money on infrastructure is, I think, one of those things that cuts through party lines. If there's any one thing you'd want the government to spend money on, the reason you have a government in the first place, it's, hey, roads, bridges, getting the water from the state pumping station to my house, all these things we consider infrastructure, I think that's a pretty popular statement. Now, I know in this bill, it's not all pipes, roads, bridges, tarmacs, and everything like that. But if we could kind of take the uh, take that for a moment and just 
put it in the infrastructure conversation. If we could ignore some of the other parts for just a, a second and focus in on the infrastructure part, what is it that you want to see benefit here in Western New York? And where are your priorities? $1.2 trillion coming around the country to help out primarily in infrastructure. Now, money from the bill is going to be dished out over five years. It's going to be spent over an eight-year period. So the impact is going to take some time. But bridge repairs, road repairs that benefit from this could start as soon as the spring. So we could be getting, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a jump start on things with some of the projects around here in western New York. What are those projects that you want to see done first and foremost. And I'll give you some of the things that have been mentioned by Congressman Brian Higgins with us when he talks about the infrastructure bill. And these are the ones that kind of perk my ears when he mentions them. One is finishing the Cars on Main Street project. It's been expanded a lot. It's not completely done. But I, as somebody who I don't live in the city, but traveling to the city, and if I'm going downtown, I'm usually going somewhere in that area, in the Main Street area. I, that has been such a benefit to traveling downtown. You already see I've seen a lot of new businesses pop up along Main Street. There's a new life to Main Street that, you know, back if I look 15 years ago, when there were no cars on Main Street, and this project hadn't kicked off, I mean, it was dead. You go to, like, a show at the town ballroom. I'll never forget this. I went to, I was, like, 15 or 16, and I was going to see Rancid at the town ballroom. It was so cool. And so we um, got, the buses weren't running. It must have been on, like, uh, you know, it's one of those days, maybe it was a Veterans Day, uh, where the service was cut short a little bit earlier. They weren't running super late so we caught a ride down you know super early and, and walked down there the show ended up getting canceled it was postponed and this was you know I didn't have Twitter or the internet to tell me about it right away so we literally found out by walking up to the door and there was a note posted on it hey the show's postponed hold on to your ticket they'll be back you know whatever date it was and I didn't know about it beforehand and the train wasn't running to take us back home and what was on Main Street to do at the time? It wasn't like that late at night, you know, 6, 7 o'clock. There was nothing but the Fridays on the corner over there. You had nowhere to go. You had to go and walk in and use the phone to call somebody to get a ride home. You weren't hanging out anywhere else. Now it's a completely different scene. And the cars on Main Street has kind of changed that a little bit. So completing that, I think, should be absolutely one of the things at the top of the list. If we're going to see a local benefit... From this infrastructure bill. Uh, Brian Higgins mentions reconstruction of Niagara Street. The entire length. Yes, please. Parts of it have been uh, redone. It's beautiful. Other parts are still like driving on the moon. Uh, he has mentioned for a long time the DL&W terminal. A lot of people don't even know what that is because it's not really used for much of anything. Except for storing some of these uh, trains. It's the building. It's right behind KeyBank Center. Right along the water, it's a really nice-looking building that most of the public has no, I mean, no reason to go in at all. 
give people a reason to go in there. You know, utilize one of the cool structures here in western New York. And something that I think should now be treated as a public utility, I think it's long past time that we do this. I don't know to what extent it's going to be addressed by this bill, but expanding broadband access. And this goes two ways. This is expanding broadband access to a ton of areas that don't have high-speed Internet right now, which are more areas than you think, and also giving people more options on where they get the broadband from. Because right now, most of Western New York is kind of, you're stuck with one option. If you have two options, two providers who can give you high-speed Internet, that's a pretty good deal. Most of Western New York, you have one option or the other, and that's it. So, and you need it. I mean, almost more than you do a phone service right now, like a landline. I mean, it's definitely replaced that in terms of how you communicate with people. So what's going to happen there? Those are projects that I kind of look at and say, all right, I want to see that. What are yours? Let's uh, head to the phones, 803-0930, if you want to join us. David in Lockport, you're on WBEN. Uh, what do you want to see? What What do you want to see locally from this infrastructure bill? Well, uh, that isn't the question I called with. I uh, I thought that uh, people should understand. Most people don't. The infrastructure bill they're calling an infrastructure bill is nothing but a social. All right, David. Thank you. If you didn't hear me when I first started talking about the infrastructure bill, let's pretend. <laughs> right, let's. I know. That not all of the bill is going to, you're not spending $1.2 trillion on roads and bridges and things like that, right? The idea is hopefully most of that is going to be spent there on actual infrastructure. Assuming that's going to be the case, and yes, there are other parts of the bill. There's a lot of, and we'll talk about one of them, automakers are going to be required, if it goes through what's in this bill, to, as early as just a few years from now, put anti-DUI tech inside of any new car sold from 2026 on. That's not infrastructure. I mean, that's a serious conversation that should be had separate of any bill that's also talking about repairing Niagara Street and making it look less like the moon. So this is what this is what we're talking about. If we're doing infrastructure. What needs to be done? As I mentioned before, listen, we know there's other things. You could say that about every piece of legislation. But let's take it for what we're hoping for right now. If you're making a wish list of what needs to be attacked immediately, what is on that wish list? Somebody chiming in, 803-0930 on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, saying, I hope a new peace bridge is in that bill. Now, I'm not, uh, I'm not a person who travels the peace bridge day in and day out, so I'm probably not the best person to go and you know comment on this. But I don't see that as a huge need, a new peace bridge. Um, I, I could understand the need for a secondary bridge. You know, you have one bridge that's now dedicated to truck traffic instead of cars going back and forth. I, I don't know if a new peace bridge would fit my, you know, top five or ten things to spend money on in the region. 
But if you you can make the argument that it should be, and it could be. Uh, it's I think it's harder to make that argument over the last year when the border's been closed. I mean, just now we're starting to see the border open back up a little bit. And then somebody else chimes in on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, 803-0930, talking about, you know, the way that these things get uh, split up on our text board. It might take me a while to make sense of all of this. But somebody's saying, I'd like to see all electrical power lines buried underground. Now, there's an idea. We talk so much about, and we have over the past few weeks, trees on power lines, the lake is wide open, what might happen? Right? So where that is, any new build neighborhood, that's what you have, right? You don't have the power lines above ground. But, you know, my neighborhood, uh, plenty others all across western New York, and those power lines are just waiting for some sort of weather problem, whether that's the snow, the tree branches, wind, you name it. That could be a good thing to spend money on because if you lose power one to two times a year, that could be a big impact. Um, and the person continues, thank God I have a natural gas generator. How about using that money to give people a little bit of financial incentive if you're not going to do something like bury the power lines underground, which I think would probably be a pretty tremendous undertaking and costly, Uh, What about giving people a rebate on these generators that's greater than anything you could get right now? I mean, could that solve an issue for a lot of people? There's a lot of interesting ways you can do that. Over a trillion dollars. How do you want to see it spent here in western New York? And yes, there are other things in that infrastructure bill. Maybe we'll hit on them. But infrastructure-wise, the bill is $1.2 trillion, and it's going to pass. All right? I know everyone has arguments about whatever else is in the bill, but with $1.2 trillion going through, now make your voice heard. What do you want to see it spent on? 803-0930, BMAS and Beamer here on WBEN. It's BMAS and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. Welcome back. Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Joe will be with you about a half hour from right now. It's in for David Bellavia again today. Happy Veterans Day to everybody who served out there and hope uh, that you're able to enjoy Veterans Day this year. Uh, talking a little bit about the infrastructure bill. Congress finalized it last week. $1.2 trillion of money that is hopefully going to go mostly to uh, fixing roads, bridges, and improving the infrastructure of this country. And as we said in the last segment, listen, we know that's not 100% the case. Not the case in any bill that passes. You got, I mean, there's so much fat on all these things that go through Congress. You could spend here all day talking about what's wrong with it. And believe me, people have. We've heard that conversation a lot before. What I want to do is look at the good part of this. Spending money on infrastructure, something that people should be able to agree on, right? Spending money. If there's one thing you want the government to spend money on, essential services, your police, your fire, infrastructure, getting water to your house, making sure there's a road that can take you from work to home and back and things like that. I mean, that is the essential stuff. 
And that's hopefully what we're talking about here. What is it that you want to see here in western New York? If we're going to see our cut of this infrastructure bill, what needs to be done? What should top that priority list for you? you got a lot of great suggestions coming in on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. We left uh, in the last half hour with somebody saying you could bury power lines underground. Everything that's above ground and that is right just out there in the open waiting for a tree branch or wind or something like that to knock it down, you know, it could be like some of these new home developments that are all, right, built underground. No power lines in the sky, a little more protected, just uh, going about it like that. I Listen, I like the idea. I like the ambition. I wouldn't put it at the top of the list, but I, you know, absolutely, it's not a bad idea for sure. Um, I don't know if it's what I'd want to spend money on. The new Peace Bridge, that's one that I'd say, I don't know if it's super necessary. But again, I'm not somebody who drives a lot on the Peace Bridge. And somebody else chimed in, 803-0930, if you want to do so, about a new span, uh, second access to Grand Island. And again, that's one that you could easily see the benefit of. But I, I don't know if it benefits enough people to make that a priority when you're talking about, you know, money that's hopefully finally being freed up to take care of some of the issues around Western New York. They're good ideas, but they don't necessarily top my list if you get where I'm coming from. Now, this is maybe the best comment that's come in. It's from somebody who works road construction. They say, I've seen the underside of highway bridges and you would cringe at the deteriorating conditions. The roads and bridges should be the first to be funded to repair. And somebody else chimed in, every single dollar of that $1.2 trillion could be used to repair just roads and bridges correctly, and it would use that money up completely. And that is, right, that's the practical way of going about things. Because to, you know, one of the, uh, the first person who chimed in, says they work road construction. I mean, how many other people are like that where you're driving under an underpass or something like that? Maybe you're driving over a bridge and I drive a little quicker, right? Because I just don't like the way it looks. Like, ugh. I mean, this is, we haven't fixed this yet. I mean, there are projects that, you know, I've seen firsthand that Twin Cities Highway, this thing's been going on for the entire, it's still, you know, I'm trying to figure out what traffic pattern is uh, today's. Every time I'm going to and from work, um, and that's still an issue, and they're still working on it. So these things take time and money to fix, but it needs to be fixed. So that's probably the practical right answer, right? Listen, don't worry about things that are new. Just worry about fixing what you actually have, and you'll spend $1.2 trillion, no problem. I, you know, that's, It's hard to argue with that. It's not fun. Right. That's not fun. doesn't necessarily make for a great talk show to say, you know, why don't we just fix what we have and you'll waste that or not waste, but you'll uh, dry up that fund really quick. But it's probably the right answer at the end of the day. Let's head over to Julia in Buffalo. You're on WBEN. What would be on your priority list? I've got roads in the city of Buffalo. Now, one of the reasons why I didn't vote for, well, one of the reasons why I questioned voting for Byron Brown is because when you notice in the city of Buffalo, the ones on the north side look really, really great. Delaware, but you can't go down Bailey Avenue because the lines aren't painted properly from one end of Bailey all the way to the end of it. 
and other, and this is in the city. I'm talking about city streets, so you need to put some speed bumps on a lot of these streets. Because I live on a street where there's immediate access to one of the main streets if you go all the way down four blocks. They come down the street all the time trying to get away from the cops, and they need speed bumps, speed bumps, speed bumps. Julia, I thought all the potholes were the speed bumps. No, we don't have (laughs) potholes on this street. They fix potholes. I know you're making a joke, but a jokey joke. But they need speed bump, not speed bump. You know the speed rubber thing. Yeah, no. But you're talking about, you know what I mean, and they need them around the schools. They need to fix Bailey Avenue. Have you been down Bailey Avenue lately? Yes, and, you know, Julie, you brought up something before that I – I want to touch on this, and I, I think this a lot, that when I'm talking about a big project like Niagara Street, you mentioned it on Bailey, and it's true for a lot of streets in the city, that I think simply, you don't even have to, you know, obviously everyone wants the roads to be fixed and, and redone, but you don't even have to go that far. Just if we could put some lines on the roads yeah. to give people a sense of direction, process- that'll help things out immediately. So the process to get a road fixed is I have to go to Rashid Wyatt over in the University District, and I have to say to him, can you please fix this street? Now, that is ridiculous. You know that Bailey Avenue needs to have the streets fixed, and people have been telling him since he's been in, but he has no power to do it. I don't know why. And he told me one time, he said, he said, well, that's a complicated problem. Every time I go to him, it's a complicated problem. So... I don't know what needs to be done so that it can't be a complicated problem anymore. Well, hey, Julia, I appreciate the call. Uh, love talking with you and uh, hope you continue to listen in. I, I I, like that idea that you brought in. Hey, you'll hear that all the time. It's a complicated problem. It's a complicated problem. I think the answer, Julia, that you got is not dissimilar from a lot of people who live all across western New York, not just in the city of Buffalo, but all across. Hey, can I get my road fixed? <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'd like to do that. It's a complicated problem. But you know what wouldn't be a complicated problem? And this is, you know, listen, you're putting a a Band-Aid on a stab wound, I understand. But that idea that I thought there's a lot driving down Niagara Street, and especially the areas that are still, you know, geez, I I mean, it's, it's so hard to run through. I thought all the time, listen, I know you're not going to fix this street this year, because if you were, the, the crews would already be out there. But could you, you know, put some lines down? Because that would at least help give people a sense of direction. Right now you got, I mean, people are driving in the middle of the road. People are driving everywhere. And, I mean, that further exacerbates the problem that you already have because it's not in good condition. But I I feel like the paint that you use on the roads is going to be a lot less expensive than repaving it. And while that's the end goal... If we could do this in the meantime, just to help out a little bit, I think a lot of people would be very appreciative of that. That's a good idea. Julia, thanks. Um, You know, spend some money on paint. Actually, redo the roads. But in the meantime, paint some lines. Give people a little bit of a sense of direction. The Peace Bridge is one that a lot of people keep mentioning here on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board, 803-0930, if you want to weigh in either uh, there or by giving us a call. I, expanding the Peace Bridge. I mean, this is something that I, I mean, for as long as I can remember hearing or reading the news anywhere, I've heard about people wanting a new Peace Bridge, expansion of the Peace Bridge, or something like that. And I'm just not, I, I know there's an issue with backups in the highly congested times. 
But are there enough highly congested? If we're making a priority list, are there enough times where the Peace Bridge is so highly congested that that bumps it up into top five or something, right? I mean, that's a question that you'd need to ask. It's like the Grand Island Bridge that somebody chimed in with. I mean, yes, it's an issue. You'd want more lanes available for people to go back and forth. It would alleviate traffic. It would certainly be less of a headache for anyone living on the island or going to and from work or anything like that. But is there enough of a headache right now where making that big investment would, you know, bump that up to top 10 on the list? I don't know. I don't know if that is uh, impacting uh, enough people to where some of these, you know, more simple, like I said, the boring ones would, you know, have a, a great impact. Just repaving the roads, the full reconstruction of Niagara Street. That's one that gets mentioned. That's one that I would think is probably at the right the top of the list for uh, some of these. Uh, some of the other things that we've been talking about, the return of cars to Main Street, that's one of my favorites. I just think in, in terms of impact, that is one of the big projects you can point to, and you can see with your own eyes the impact that it's had, not just in accessibility, not just in the ease of maneuvering downtown, but in the look of downtown, the look and feel. I mean, it's a, it looks a lot nicer than an empty main street that only has the train running once in a while. And then also you can see the businesses. I mean, there's far more on Niagara Street and in that corridor and, you know, directly off of or Niagara Main Street than there was before that project started. So I think it's easier to see the impact and how that's worked and how that has, you know, really benefited a lot of people. The DL&W terminal idea that I brought up in the last half hour, I think that probably falls more in the line of the Grand Island Bridge suggestion thing there, where it's something I'd really want to see done. I think it could be really nice for somebody. That should maybe be a, a private investment that helps to rehabilitate that. I, the impact of that is harder to see than some of the more simple things that we've been talking about. But the number one for me, if you're looking new, if you're not just looking at repairs, the number one for me is one that you start to stretch the definition of infrastructure just a little bit. Expansion of broadband and finding a way to get more people high-speed internet access and to get more options for high-speed internet access that's become critical. And we've, I think over the past year, and we've used it because it's so true, when talking about this issue, you point to kids in school who were on school remotely for a long time. Too long, you know, right? They were learning remotely. And for so many kids in a lot of areas, that required going somewhere. You had to go to a library. You had to go and find where you could get the internet to be able to log on to school. I, it was a huge problem. In the city, all over, it's a problem. Can I get the high-speed internet to be able to do this schoolwork? But it's not just that. I mean, think about this. How often have you looked for a job or, or been perusing job sites over the last year or so, or even the last six months? 
you know, we've talked about this several times, uh, the return to the office, the return to the workplace for a lot of employees of some of these companies that have operated one way for a long time. Will it ever happen? You know, regardless of a COVID concern, will people return or is remote work here to stay? And I think if you go out and look at some of these jobs that are available, you know, we just spoke with somebody before nine o'clock, rural sourcing, that they're going to have 150 jobs available. More and more of those jobs are available remotely. I mean, they are remote work jobs. They're, you're not going into an office anywhere. You're being trained remotely. You're working remotely. And you can't do that remotely if you don't have the Internet to make it happen. So, I mean, you would see a tremendous benefit for so many people. And it's become such an important thing that I, I think broadband Internet in 2021 – is, I mean, as important, could be considered more important than a landline telephone was, you know, in 1980. I I don't know if you can really argue the other way with how much we use the Internet and how much of the Internet is required to kind of go about your, you know, day-to-day life. Uh, more people chiming in. What do they want to see fixed? Uh, someone mentioning again, power lines being buried underneath ground to avoid power outages, especially in this area that sees some unique extreme weather. You know, I, like I said, I don't think that's a bad idea. I don't think it's likely. But, you know, you pop it on the list. It's down on the list for me, but it's on the list. Someone else chiming in. Erie Street, around the corner from where this person lives, has a big steel cable net underneath the span of the bridge specifically deteriorating in broken pieces that fell off of it, that keeps uh, the net keeps a lot of these things off the road from hitting cars. This is the kind of stuff that needs to be done ASAP. It's not the big sexy project. It's not transforming Main Street in Buffalo. It's not uh, having the DL and W terminal become this brand new thing that people can go to downtown. But it is taking a look at what you need done to stay safe, right? Uh, somebody else chiming in right here. Hire more police. I mean, that can that's not your traditional infrastructure. But if you are looking outside, you know, broadband isn't your traditional infrastructure. There's going to be, as we mentioned before, a lot of things in this bill that you wouldn't consider traditional infrastructure. Right? Um, uh, that is maybe one thing you can do. If you're going to use $1.2 trillion, police, fire, those types of services, there we go. I, somebody's chiming in, get rid of the ugly boulders used as barriers, like at the stadium. And I I think those boulders, now they're there for, that's a security feature. It's not like they were there and found and we don't have a truck big enough to move them. Like they're there as a security feature. I like the look of the boulders by the stadium better than I do like the bollards around City Hall. I would say if you're interested in that if we really do have a lot of leftover money i don't think that's the case but replacing the bollards around city hall with actual stone ones instead of like that plastic coating that you know doesn't really look as nice the plastic doesn't really fit in with the great architecture in downtown buffalo you know you can add that to that's the way bottom that's the bottom of the list but that could be something i i like the boulders at the stadium i think they look better than if you're going to put those bollards right there uh, someone else chiming in, yes, uh, you're right about the overpass. I mean, the overpasses are the one things, right? 
that you can absolutely do. Um, the second Grand Island Bridge, someone chiming in, it doesn't look safe. You can also tear empty buildings down. Hey, there's, you know, one you don't think is infrastructure, but for how long is the city of Buffalo, especially, and you can, the city of Niagara Falls having the same problem, all these vacant properties, it costs a lot of money to tear it down and make way for something new, make way for something else. That could be something, uh, get rid of the throughway tolls, something that was supposed to be done a long time ago, right? Um, you know, that could that could be something that I would put on the list. Hey, we're going to give you all this money. Get rid of the tolls entirely. I know I am going to – I was talking about this with my wife. The, we were driving. Had to go on the thruway. I avoid it at all costs now. If I can avoid, you know, traveling anywhere on the 90 where there's tolls, I avoid it uh, ever since these new cashless tolls are out because I know – Coming in the mail at some point soon is going to be a letter that I owe $15 on my 15-cent you know, travel <laughs> to Transit Road. Uh, I know it's coming. I don't know when from, but I know that I'm pro- I probably forgot it somewhere, and you know, that's it. And someone chiming in, spending on expanding broadband is a waste of money. SpaceX bringing the Starlink system online, and then they'll bring high-speed internet access across the globe. Now, here's where that argument, okay, I see this in a couple of different ways. One being, you know, maybe you're right on the the expansion of broadband. You might actually be looking at outdated technology already. Already in the city of Niagara Falls, I think it's Verizon is offering 5G as your home internet setup. So wireless home internet that is high-speed internet, is, is not just coming, it's already here in some places. So maybe spending millions and millions of dollars on laying down the wire to go to each home might not be the best way. If you're going to bank on the SpaceX, I think you know we've already banked on giving a billion dollars to Elon Musk to get a return on investment right here in Buffalo. I don't know if I'd want to do that again. Nothing to say on Elon Musk. I think it, you know he does a lot of cool stuff, does a great job, and has a you know his own nice business that he's running there. But I wouldn't be eager to uh, spend any money, right? Uh, giving him anything back. Uh, so hey, there we go. You, you got a lot of great examples. You got a lot of great suggestions. I wish I could get to even more of them here. But there's a lot of money there. What's on your wish list? I guess the point of the show is start thinking about it and start writing those letters. Because that money's going to come in, and it's going to be spent. And you want to kind of make people know what that money should be spent on, right? It's like the stadium discussion. I know Joe was talking about this yesterday. You don't want to be in a situation like so many people in Buffalo that we heard the other day are in with the stadium, where you say, yeah, I want the stadium downtown, and you're finally raising your voice at a time where it's almost too late to even have that discussion. You don't want the same thing to happen with any of these infrastructure dollars, that by the time you raise your voice and you say, hey, we, you have this money coming in, this is needed. You don't want it to be too late. Joe's coming up next. He's in for David. You've been listening to Beam as and Beamer on WBEN. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 